episode 281. I would say the technician shortage is a big trend that we all have to be paying attention to as well. Where are 20 years from now those these vehicles as a service, where are they going to be serviced and how do we make sure that we all remain relevant? Welcome aftermarketers to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome aftermarket professionals to the largest library of audio content for personal and business insight. Carm Capriato here with the Remarkable Results Radio Podcast. Your learning curve never sounded so good. Hey, the podcast is supported by Federal Mogul Motor Parts. They are the reason you enjoy these great aftermarket interviews. Brands like Moog, Felpro, Wagner Brake, Anco, Champion, Seal Power, FP Diesel, and more. They're the parts text trust. Find out more at fmmotorparts.com and thanks for your support of these brands. You know, each year the Auto Care Association awards the Impact Award to four under 40 industry leaders. I got the privilege to sit with them at Apex 2017 and the interview is one minute away. A couple of new pages on the website. In fact, the site is becoming a very powerful place to hang out, a resource for the aftermarket's only audio content library, and now a new events page and a page dedicated to all things Apex to include all interviews recorded there. Now, the events page features training events for both technicians and business owners that are open to all members of the industry. Find the training dates and links to their websites. Now, if you have an idea for a Town Hall Academy or know someone that needs to tell their story, just email me carm at remarkableresults.biz. Hey, welcome new Facebook friends, Pat Schwartz, Steve Dawson, and Jordan Matt, and to my new LinkedIn connections, Michael Gray, Daniel Mulkey, and Daniel Dempster. So glad to have you working the program with me. Find all social links at remarkableresults.biz slash social. Hey, now meet the 2017 Auto Care Impact Award honorees. Sarah Shellstrom from Integrated Supply Network, Katina Wall from STP and Spectrum Brands, Kyle Byrne from the Merrill Company, and Chris Pacey from National Performance Warehouse. I met this team in San Francisco in September 2017 when they received this special honor. This under-40 group and Yang, Young Auto Care Network Group members, exemplifies the future of our industry. The award, Four for the Future, honors aftermarket professionals who have made a remarkable contribution within the auto care industry. Extended bios in the interviews, talking points can be found at the show notes page, remarkableresults.biz slash E281. We talk about the impact of technology, insights, recruiting talent into the industry, and the trends they see affecting the aftermarket, among others. Now enjoy a conversation with the 2017 Auto Care Impact Award honorees, Sarah Shellstrom, Katina Wall, Kyle Byrne, and Chris Pacey. We're here to talk about the Impact Awards from Auto Care this year. The 2017 winners, Chris Pacey from National Performance Warehouse, Sarah Shellstrom from Integrated Supply Network, ISN, and Katina Wall from STP and Spectrum Brands, STP. Wow, when I was a kid, I collected stickers, STP. I almost forgot about STP. And then Kyle Byrne from the Merrill Company. You're a WD with stores in Iowa. Yes, sir. And Chris, you're you're WD. You have traditional parts. Well, we do both traditional parts and performance. Um, we're in actually 14 different locations throughout North America. So, as uh, headquarters down in Miami, Florida, that's actually where I reside, and uh, we go all the way out to California, Texas, 
uh, Rhode Island, Utah, Idaho, and um, Toronto, Canada. You're all in Yang, the uh, Young Auto Care Network Group. And I think it is one of the most important organizations inside of auto care. It's almost a reflection on where the industry is heading. What I am so curious about, and and I would love to get into a little background into each of your jobs and and the companies a little bit more, but let's talk about the job opportunities that exist in the auto care industry. None of you turn wrenches, but you're so involved in the industry and you impact the parts that people buy, the marketing that people see, the relationships that are held in the bays. So when you get a chance to get out there and talk to recruits that you're hiring, tell me a little bit about, and I want anyone to chime in first and then we'll, we'll start our, our open discussion. What are you seeing in people that want to join our industry? Let me ask you, Katina. Sure. So um, my, my role in the industry, I think, is a little bit different. I think we all have distinct roles. Um, I market to the end consumer. Um, so the DIYer, that's actually the one turning the wrenches. And um, you know, I work on the STP brand, which, like you were saying, Carm, is, a, is an iconic brand with a tremendous amount of history. So I think when... Um, when we, we look at new recruits for our industry, it's it's people are who may, they may not be turning the wrenches themselves, but they're passionate about the industry, they're passionate about their jobs, and they want an opportunity to have an impact on the industry. And I think when we take a look at the automotive aftermarket, I think you don't find many industries quite like this, where everyone, no matter if you're a competitor or supplier or a, or a buyer, everyone's just lifting each other up and supporting one another. And I think all of our... Um, companies operate in such a lean way that you get exposure to so many different aspects of the industry and the business. And I think that that's, you know, something I know um, the people on on my team and, and me in particular really enjoy about the job is that you get exposure to all of these different aspects of, of the business that maybe if you are working in another industry, a larger industry, pharmaceuticals, you know, uh, uh, technology, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have the exposure that we get here in the automotive aftermarket to have just this broad range of, of knowledge and get to work on such, you know, iconic brands, like brands that have been around for, you know, over a hundred years. Is your background automotive or not? I've been in the automotive aftermarket for 15 years. Okay. Um, I started as an intern on Autolite spark plugs. And that intern came from a, a college course? Uh, yeah, it was, it was. I was home for the summer. Um, I needed to get a few more college credits and uh, the, the business was looking for an, uh, an intern and it was a couple of miles from, from my house. And wait a minute, and the industry reeled you in? It, it, reel, it reels me in. I really enjoyed my internship, but when I graduated, I thought that maybe I wanted to go into something a little bit different. Um, so I took a, another job in the financial service industry, and it just it didn't compare to the type of exposure that I got in automotive. But what's the buzz? What do you love uh, about our industry? I, I, well, the people, first and foremost. I, I have to say, I think that's kept me here for as long as it has. I've had the opportunity to work for great leadership teams, and I think a lot of a lot of people feel this the, feel the same way. But you know that there's probably no end to where you could go in the industry. Correct. Yeah, correct. I think that you 
you are in charge of your own destiny and this, you know, in the role in this in this industry, and you can have as much of an impact on the industry as as you are motivated to have. So, thank you so much, Chris. You have a national footprint. Yes. Any problems finding people? Well, people. That, it's funny because Kyle and I were talking about this yesterday. I mean, to to Katina's point is. This industry is it's a blast. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I think we all enjoy it, and it's all about the people. And I think a lot of times um, people outside of the industry or, or the next generation don't see that. And it's hard to get them to understand how, mu- how much fun it really is until you experience it and the relationships. And, and, it's, and you, know, you, you don't see people leaving the industry. I mean, they, they may wear different hats, but they're always in the industry. So for, for, for me, it's always a challenge to try to find the right fit, the right person to bring them in. Um, so to your, to your question, yes, it is difficult. But then once you get them in and they can understand how great the industry is, they never leave. But it's hard getting them in. So that, that's a challenge we run up against every day. And uh, we try to do the best we can to find the right fit. But sometimes it's not as easy as it sounds. So I think about Yang, the Young Auto Care Network Group, Sarah, and I think about the mentoring program that they have. Are you involved in that? To some degree, yes. Um, I am also part of the Women in Auto Care, which also has a mentor program. And I would, and I would say I'm more involved in the Women in Auto Care uh, mentoring program, but we were very um, open with a lot of the resources and things that we're using for the program with Yang to help them get up and get started with it. Um, and I think it's um, a huge opportunity. Um, Yang, in general, is meant for the young population coming into our market and helping them to be successful at it, find ways to you know, partner up with others that might be more seasoned in the industry to help you know, find, you know, as Chris said, it's the people. And as you make those connections in that network and you find these great people, it helps, A, it helps you to grow, B, keeps you connected into the industry, and then you know, gives you the opportunity to to advance into the next um, positions, whether it's through a mentorship program, different leadership classes and training that um, Yang puts together. Um, so yeah, I think it. while I don't have direct impact on the Yang mentor program, being part of the Women in Auto Care mentor program has been well, very Well, tell helpful. me about that. Have you either been mentored or have you been a, men, uh, a mentor or a mentee? So yes, um, when I started uh, with Women in Auto Care, I had a mentor and I've... Um, been with I've been in the industry now 14 years, and now I've grown into becoming a men, uh, a mentor for others. And during the process, um, what we found was even if you're a mentor or a mentee, you really find yourself um, working with the other person. Sometimes you're learning from them as much as they're learning from you. Um, whether it's you know a younger person coming in with technology and social media or other you know, aspects that, that you are then learning from. Um, and Bill Hanby, he, he mentioned that yesterday in the AWDA meeting. He was talking about, I learn just as much from all of those that I'm working with as, as much as I can teach them all the things I know. So very beneficial so good, to, So good to hear. Now, Integrated Supply Network, ISN, is a tool and equipment distributor? Yes. How close are you to the technicians and the shop owners? Interestingly, because we're a two-step distribution channel, we're pretty far removed. But everything that we do absolutely goes back to the person that's turning the wrenches. So we need to make sure that we're stocking the right tools and equipment um, based on the new technology you're going to see in the vehicles coming out that will eventually hit the repair shops. So Kyle, Vice President of Distribution at the Merrill Company. So you WD with stores. Correct. Wow. You've been in the business your whole life? For the last 16 years, yeah. Since high school, basically. Oh, okay. Well, that's your whole life. Are you a member of the family? 
No, no, no. We are uh, we are not uh, family owned any longer. Okay, but we are a partnership. We are partner owned. So employees have a uh, can have a vested interest in the in the company. So you are a partner. Yes, sir. What's the big challenges today in our industry? Like we've already discussed, the challenge is finding people and getting people to understand the value of our industry. Um, it seems as though individuals are looking for uh, um, have very high hopes coming out of college, and the uh, automotive industry is is not as glorifying as maybe some people hope to uh, hope to get involved with. So, but are the high hopes because of the high debt? That could be, could be. Uh, but there's a lot of opportunities in the automotive industry that people don't understand. So we need to expose them to those opportunities. So how are we going to do that? Uh, through groups like Yang, uh, you know, and any other automotive industry group that we have going on, educating uh, young people, getting out to colleges, uh, trade schools, uh, community colleges, and just making sure that we're exposing people to the opportunity that they can have within the uh, the automotive industry. The service professional, do they ever talk to you about the tech shortage? Quite often, yes. Uh, when I was at the store, uh, it was more so then. Um, I'm a little bit uh, removed from that right now, but uh, they, the when a shop was hiring, it seemed as though they were looking for a very long time, uh, and I don't think it's because their expectations were too high. They just could not find qualified candidates. So let me put a general question out to everyone. The new technology that is existing not only in e-commerce but in the vehicles we drive today, do you see that as an impact on the jobs that you do? Are you paying attention? Are you going to school? Are you reading a lot so that you can stay current? Absolutely. I think um, if, if you're not keeping up with technology, Nowadays, you're going to get left behind. You won't be around, and it's, it's that plain and simple. Uh, the companies that adjust, and I feel our company's done a really good job of being able to adjust with the times. Um, you know, there, there's there's good future possibilities. But how, it, so, how so, Chris? How are you adjusting? Well, just the technology side, uh, doing business different. Obviously, uh, bringing companies like, you know, the big A, Amazon. I mean, there's no doubt about Amazon affecting all industries and our industry as well. The big elephant in the room. The big elephant in the room, yeah. But but they are who they are, and you have to figure out a way to play in that space because the space has changed. And um, technology-wise, you got to be able to adapt to, to, to the changes. Know why you install FelPro, the gaskets professionals trust? Every part that goes into a FelPro box is validated and approved by a FelPro engineer. Product testing and validation is an integral part of FelPro's engineering, manufacturing, and field testing, where vehicles undergo tests that log over 1 million miles every year. They also reach out to you, the pro, through technology blogs and their technical forums to listen, learn, and keep in touch with you. It's amazing to think that FelPro produces over 325,000 gaskets per day, that's 325,000 per day in their 1 million square foot facility in Skokie, Illinois. Under the same roof, engineering and manufacturing uphold FelPro quality, utilizing 4,500 active production tools with tooling tolerances to 5 microns. Now that's smaller than a human hair. A tight tolerance like that ensures the sealing ability of FelPro gaskets. And their own in-house chem lab develops proprietary formulations like Permadry Plus to produce 35,000 molded rubber sealing components every day. Plus, with Felpro, you get coverage from 1955 of 96% of all domestics and 93% of all import vehicles. 
So feel confident that with new engines and new technologies, Felpro will be there with innovative solutions to solve your customers' ceiling problems. Felpro, the gaskets professionals trust. Go to felpro-only.com for more information. Brake jobs are a staple component of all successful shops, and getting the brake job right helps build a quality reputation for any shop. When the best is called for and stopping distance, rotor wear, and pad life are important to every shop and its customers, Wagner OEX brake pads are your only choice. Based on benchmark testing conducted by Link Engineering Company, Wagner OEX pads can stop a pickup, SUV, or CUV up to 50 feet sooner. Based on internal testing comparing new Wagner OEX to other Wagner offerings, the unique design of Wagner OEX increases pad life up to two times longer. The customized shape and slot design of each of the more than 114 SKUs creates a turbulent airflow that allows for cooler operation and improved stopping power for the vehicle on which it was designed. Wagner OEX cover 95% of the U.S. market of pickups, SUVs, and CUVs. Wagner has the science behind stopping perfected. They conduct 13,000 critical tests each year and, as of today, have 258 issued patents with 68 patents pending. Wagner has earned their stripes. Now they want to earn yours. Install Wagner OEX, the customized brake pad that can stop your customer's truck up to 50 feet sooner. Uh, Although I know I want you all to answer this Sometimes I chase these ideas that come into my head, and you just gave me one. Transparent pricing, that's becoming a big issue today. Um, Whatever STP sells for, or retail or wholesale, there's no secrets. Same with parts margins and prices. How are are you looking at that? Well, you you definitely look at it different. I mean, the the way you used to structure pricing uh, versus... The way you do now, it's different. It's a different. It's a different space, a different arena, and you're competing against not just internal distributors. You're 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 competing with e-commerce, and and it's a whole different space. Well, and you have to work with your suppliers to hold them to a higher standard to try to ensure that you can compete with Amazon. It's important to to stress that emphasis to suppliers that uh, if they're selling direct to Amazon. And Amazon is undercutting every other distributor in the market that that's not fair to those of us that have had relationships for years and decades. And so the struggle goes that the consumer can find that and see that. That's right. Yeah. Chris is just opening it up on the phone, showing me what I could buy a ball joint for uh, on Amazon. And so there's been discussion on the show from service professionals that they f- that they feel they have to change how they sell their products. It's almost like cost plus ten percent, so that is it, it is as transparent as possible and adjust their labor. They still have to make X amount of dollars. Have you heard that? Have you seen it? Have you heard any trends about that, Kyle? Not particularly. Uh, you know, I've I've been in this role for less than a year now, so I haven't quite got involved with that. Uh, as much as I probably will, but you know, I think there's uh, there's some change coming with uh, how things are done in the future. You know, and it's important that we all have a have an online presence as well. You know, as a distributor, we have to have our own e-commerce and and make it as user friendly to the uh, the end user and to the professional technicians. Are you spending a lot of money to do that? 
Uh, you're going to have to spend money, yeah. I think on, on STP, we market dr- directly to the end consumer, right? So um, we're, we're investing a lot in, in e-commerce, definitely. But we're also balancing that with more support for our bricks and mortar companies, our partners, right? Customers, too, because really that's still, at the end of the day, that's still our bread and butter, even though the industry is moving more towards e-commerce. Thank you, Katina. I had that technology question. Do you have any response? Yeah, I I think it provides an opportunity. Um, you know, it's there's always opportunity to make our products relevant, right? And and on STP, it's an iconic brand with a ton of history, but we don't want to be seen as you know your grandfather's fuel additive or, or oil additive. You know, we want to make sure that consumers still believe that they need oil additives and fuel additives to keep their investments running in top form. And I think with the changing technology um, in in automobile automobiles now start stop technology and um, synthetic motor oils and you know everything that's that's happening provides an opportunity for us to add value so and and the way that we do that is is regularly we're meeting with expert panels with uh, you know serv- service provide you know service providers and and mechanics and um, seeing the trends that they're seeing in the in the marketplace and then adjusting the technology in our bottles adjusting the messaging to our consumer to make to make sure that we're staying on the for, on the forefront and making sure that our products are still relevant with today's consumers. Sarah, technology, are you leveraging it? Absolutely. Um, the, as technology advances in, in the vehicles, as Katina was saying, it, it just it creates more opportunity for all of us supply, at the supplier level um, to be developing new tools, new products, new oils, new parts for this new vehicle. So it, it does keep us relevant and it shows, it shows you know, those that are considering joining the automotive industry with the way technology is giving us these opportunities, there's no end in sight. There's a lot of great opportunities still to come to be able to join this industry, have an impact, make a difference, and be a part of something that's really cool. I think the autonomous vehicles has been something that is it's fun to read about. It's exciting. You know, we were talking a little earlier, Carm, before we started. I said, you know, anyone that's considering joining the automotive aftermarket technology that's coming into the vehicles no longer do you just have to be maybe seen as what was you know the greasy hands type of mechanic you're going to have to be very tech savvy you're going to have to understand computers the amount of computer parts that are now in your vehicle that help you you know drive hands-free and have your blind spot detection all those things now it, it makes it a more tech savvy which you know could be a very attractive for some of those that are looking at the tech you know heading down a technology path or career so i think that's a great opportunity for us in this industry and then i also think you know for us on the tool side um ultimately it's been a great opportunity to just develop new tools and come out with things that are going to help you know solve problems in these new vehicles when they start hitting the base i am so curious because i I love tools. So, you're a tool distributor. Yes. Anybody ever come to you with an idea and you guys figure out how to put it in production? So, as, as a distributor, typically not. Uh, we do also have a couple of private brands, though, that we work on um, and put out into the market. So, that makes us a tool supplier as well. Um, I do know a lot of the, the tool suppliers that we work with and distribute the products for Technicians come to them on a regular basis. They actually even, um, I used to work for Professional Tool and Equipment News Magazine, and we would get classified ads in the back of the book from these tool suppliers asking technicians if you've got an idea. Because the number of things that they rig up, I mean, I know my husband's in the construction industry, and when we, the things he could rig up, and he always wished he had a tool for this, 
Same thing happens in automotive. You know, they're taking a wrench and hit, hitting it with a hammer. Well, what if we now develop a wrench that has a rubber end, you know, end so that when you smack it with the wrench, you're not damaging ah, it. A wrench hammer. I right, love it. Right. <laughs> I'll take one. Right, right. <laughs> Lyle was a company that I think always went out and asked for ideas. Do they still do that? They do. And they're known for specialty tools, yeah. So they... It is their job to help develop those solutions for the technicians. So tell me about the show. You guys do much business here? Is it you just want to meet and greet? What's going on? Well, for for our company, we we do quite a bit of business. Uh, between uh, we have uh, obviously a lot of vendors that are here, and we have. Uh, uh, negotiate different programs and, and get updates on new products. Um, in our with our company, we're actually participating in two different shows. So we, we go back from SEMA and Apex, and that's that's a unique. Uh, Boy, you've, you've got to be so busy. Oh yeah, a lot of walking, a lot of walking. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's a great it's a great uh, forum for us to to uh, exchange different ideas and through all the different conferences within within this week. It's it's. It's a very positive environment for our company, and uh, we even have several customers that come come out, and we get to spend some time with our customers as well. So, for us, it's 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 very educational. We uh, we really enjoy it. We get a lot out of this week. Building relationships, doing deals, uh, meeting new people. What about you, Sarah? Same. I, there's a lot of networking and meetings that'll go on with different suppliers that we work with in the industry, the tool and equipment suppliers, as well as um, you know checking out what's new. What are some of the new tools and equipment coming? We're a very unique company. We um, we've acquired several different brands throughout um, the last couple of years. So we do actually have two booths over at SEMA: one for Atlas um, equipment, and then another one for Hoffman USA, um, Hoffman Mega Plan USA. Excuse me. Um, both over at SEMA. So back to the walking lots of the shows, both Apex and SEMA. We'll, we'll do a lot of walking at Apex and talking to tool and equipment suppliers. And then we're also, we'll do the same over at SEMA as well as we've got booths. Isn't it amazing? I am um, talking to people and, yeah, I'm going to Las Vegas next week. Are you going to SEMA? Oh, yeah. And I say, actually, I'm going to be hanging out at Apex. What's that? Right. Yeah, see, SEMA has the bells and whistles and, you know, the cars, the glitz, the glamour. So it's the, it's the, the fun show. I was say, they get a lot of TV press from that A ton of press. All, of all, the, the, all the stars go out there and the signings. And for the first time I saw SEMA last year, and I, my mouth dropped, and, and I realized someone said, you can't go to SEMA and spend a day. Now, you could maybe do that. Maybe you could do Apex in a day, but really you need, say, a good three days if you're on this side of the industry to do Apex. 150,000 people here in Las Vegas. What, a, what an incredible industry event on both sides of the street here. Katina, so let me tell you the story. So when I was a kid, so I had these STP stickers that held my bike together and they held my go-kart together. And I was only about yo tall. Boy, I think we were even trading and selling them when we were kids. And I haven't seen an STP sticker in years. Well, Carm, I have a present for you. Oh, no. <laughs> I just happen to have some STP stickers oh, here with me today. So my day. As much as things change. Oh, they still are here. They still stay the same. These are, are well sought after. Maybe I should stick them on my laptop now, not my bike. <laughs> Here, you need to have one. Here, here you go. She gave me a bunch of them. This is great. And I'm going to be a, a grandpa, so maybe you never know, right? Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you very much. Excited about that. 
So what is your uh, main focus here now? You're probably not at Apex. Are you at SEMA? No, we are at Apex. Oh, so that's we, we are not at, at SEMA. So we display STP as part of Spectrum Brands Global Auto Care. So we share a booth with Armorall and AC Pro. And we display all of our new products here. We have same similar um, story to Sarah and Chris. We have supplier meetings set up. We have customer meetings set up. And it's really a debut for all of our innovation that's going to be launching in 2018. My generation thinks of STP as the can of oil treatment. Do you still have that? You don't have that. We don't sell it in a can anymore. It's the same same great formula, but it's, it's bottled now. <laughs> but you still sell it. We still sell a lot of it, yeah. And the reason you won the Impact Award is you had this incredible 3% brand growth and you won a Silver Effie Award. A Silver Effie Award. So in in the past, STP has had such a strong relationship with Richard Petty and has relied on its investment in the sport of NASCAR um, really to help build the brand, right? So uh, about four years ago... Um, after Clorox owned STP, really wasn't investing from a marketing perspective. And then when Clorox divested STP and, and we were private equity, our leadership team really understood the importance of reinvesting in the STP brand and giving it the exposure that it, it needed to, to survive. And uh, we went back on TV with a robust advertising campaign, multifaceted marketing program, and we actually grew our share quite a bit that year. And um, we're able to sort of stabilize the business and, and get it headed into the, into the right direction. So, and now we're here four years later and uh, innovation has been at the core of our success. So, and that's what we're here debuting this week. Great to know about that. You know, uh, to take a brand that's been around for I don't know, 50 plus years. How many do you know? Uh, Actually, it's 70 now. 70. Kyle, you're here because you, in your Impact Award, you were instrumental in creation of and the development of your parts distribution story. I love it. Tell me about it. Well, you know, uh, I I may have mentioned I've been in the the distribution role for almost a year now. Um, And when I first moved into this new role, I saw a lot of hard work and uh, a lot of responsibilities that uh, the folks in our distribution center were taking on that hadn't been exposed to uh, everyone in our company yet. And I felt it was important that we expose everyone in the company to what happens behind the scenes, that it's more than just opening your doors and finding a, a pallet of parts in your back room at your retail store. Uh, we wanted to make sure everybody understood all of the, the hard work that went into a 10-hour day of compiling that order, loading a truck, uh, and, and getting it on the road, whether it's, it's rain, sleet, snow, you know, Northwest Iowa has some, uh, not so favorable conditions when you have a fleet of trucks that, uh, travel through the night to deliver to 64 locations. So, um, I thought it was very important that we expose that to everyone. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody has a story. Everybody, everything almost has a story. Like, as you say, what does it take to really get the part from the manufacturer to the warehouse to the in the truck? Oh, by the way, it has to pass through these electronic things that have to order it. And wow. And, and all the people that touch it. Did it really help your people improve your culture, bring the team tighter together? I believe it did. I believe it did on both sides, both at the at the receiving end of that order and at the uh, at the picking side of the order as well. It it uh, the folks that are. Compiling the orders, uh, 
understand how important that role is now. And the folks that receive those orders appreciate the people that are are working hard to make sure they get the right part the first time and have it in their store the next morning. When I interview service professionals, one of the trending strategies is insights. And it's the customer can find out anything they want on the smartphone about it repair, but they want insights from their service professional as to why, and in many cases, how. And the successful service professionals are telling people and giving them these insights. So I, I just command, I, I just give you high fives on the fact that you felt so strongly about saying, we all work so hard, no one really knows what all the different levels do. Have you ever done something like that in your company? Yeah, for, for us, what it, what it is is really trying, and I think that goes hand in hand with training. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's telling that story of where we want to go as a company, what our level of expectations are, and making sure they understand that when you get new people come in, understand that from day one. Because if, if, if we have the same culture, we have the same goals, we can obviously accomplish a lot more. And that's been one of our um, reasons for our success and why we've been able to grow so much over the years is day one, getting, getting new people, getting when we do acquisitions, getting the, 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 the new companies on board with the same culture, same ideas, same goals. And um, that, that really has been a big part of our success. Thank you for that. So let's just go around the room. Trends. What do you see in your world, in your environment, in your area of influence, trends that are happening that will affect your business? Uh, you know, I'll take that one first, I guess. the uh, uh, Our company's been around since 1927, so we're creeping up on 100 years. So we've seen a lot of trends. Um, and, and we're fortunate enough to be affiliated with uh, the Auto Value Alliance. So Auto Value, and Chris is a member as well, that... That helps us stay up to date with everything that's going on outside of our market. We're, we're in the Midwest, um, Iowa and surrounding states. So what's happening in California and East Coast, West Coast, uh, down in Florida, uh, may not be directly affecting us in the Midwest, but it gives us an opportunity to talk to our partners in the alliance and find out, uh, what they're working on in order to prepare for those trends by the time they get to us. Um, specific trends, you know, it's a technology is what we're all focusing on right now. And that's what we have to prepare ourselves for, for the future. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's through the relationships with, with other Alliance members and through our suppliers that we can pinpoint the trends that are transpiring across the United States, across the world so that we can plan for that and then be prepared when they, you know, when they infiltrate our market. So you could be a 64 unit store group and have the influence of auto value, the Alliance, and the membership, and it takes you to a, a level of, of insights, I guess, that you could have never had before. Absolutely. And like, you know, like the partnerships with our vendors and our suppliers as well. You know, it's, it's not just the alliance. It's, it's everyone that we work with. And we have the utmost respect for uh, all of our suppliers, all of our vendors. And, and we feel it's extremely important to have strong relationships with all of those folks. Thank you, Kyle. You're to my right. I'll go to my next right, Katina. Sure. So so we talked about e-commerce and we talked about vehicle technology, but some of the trends that, um, that we, we've been most interested in is the aging vehicle population. Right. So the average age of a, of a vehicle on the road is almost 12 years old now. 
and you know we used to consider high mileage 75,000 miles but it's that's that's low mileage in today's terms right so and then you're also seeing new vehicle sale growth as well so there's just it, it shows us that there's a tremendous amount of opportunity for aftermarket sales um, definitely with the aging vehicle population and, and new vehicle sales so I think that's a that's a that's a trend that we feel encouraged by has spectrum brands thought out that next 20 years and said they say there's going to be a lot less vehicles on the road because of transportation as a service because of autonomy do you, do you I mean what, how are we all going to adjust? I mean, maybe a podcast for the future someday. Yeah, I think that there's always going to be um, op- opportunity. So, uh, for for innovation, right? That's with, why with you're vehicles. a marketer. Yeah. Your favorite word is opportunity. Opportunity yes. and yeah. yes, and and innovation. So it's important that we continue to keep the brand relevant, that we stay on top of the trends, and that we also look for other opportunities where we can extend our brand into into other areas that might be um, a similar consumer profile, but not necessarily a, um, you know, in in the automotive space. Great. Thank you so much. Sarah. I think we touched on the major trends that impact our business. Um, Looking at technology, both of the vehicle and e-commerce, those are things that directly impact everything that we're working on. Um, You're right with the age of the vehicles. Um, Those are trends that we're always looking at. And then I would say the technician shortage is a big trend that we all have to be paying attention to as well. Where are 20 years from now those these vehicles as a service, where are they going to be serviced? And how do we make sure that we all remain relevant? It is such so. an exciting topic. And I don't think there's any real answer. I, uh, I heard uh, this thing on the airplane coming the other day talking about autonomy and ride sharing, public transportation. And then I heard about the Guardian mode. And for the first time ever, I've never heard about the guardian mode. And that is that you're really driving the car, but the whole autonomy thing is is riding almost as your passenger. And for the reason is that you may be tired, distracted, or drunk. And they have this thing called guardian that they're, I don't know if they're talking about, if it exists today. But the biggest problem in the tech barriers to autonomy is the prediction it's the hardest thing to do is to predict what's going to happen with the other vehicle especially if you don't have v to v working yet and the perception and the planning of all that software and all of those decisions that are being made and you know to me that was one of the most succinct little summaries of where we're going with autonomy because everybody everybody talks about autonomy i'm going to sit in the back of the car and i'm going to work as my car takes me to work yep I think it's very, like you said, a whole other podcast, but it's exciting. Those are the things that get, I think, all of us excited about the roles that we're in, you know, whether it's marketing and, you know, parts, sales, tools. That is going to be fun. It's going to be fun to tackle that over the next 20 years. I'm looking forward to being a part of it. And those par- and those cars are going to need parts, and those parts are probably going to cost more money. And we just all reinvent and figure out a way to keep it going. And, and a lot, lot of people come to me knowing that I'm in the automotive and say, well, what are you going to do when we go these autonomous vehicles? What's going to happen? And hybrids and, and gas and all that kind of stuff. No, you know, Vehicles with no gas. And all, all I tell them is, no problem. When it comes, it comes, and we'll adjust. And you do what you have to do because at the end of the day, parts are parts. And, you know, if a $5 part now becomes a $50 part, then I think it's better for all of us. There's no doubt that I don't believe the aftermarket's going anywhere. It may take on a different shape in a different form. It may go to market differently. But cars are going to need parts. Refrigerators need parts. 
you know, and you don't love your refrigerator as much as you love your car, and you got to keep it fixed. I, I asked some of uh, some of our more senior members of our company <clears throat> what their concerns were twenty years ago. Uh, you know, with with the uh, the the data sharing and uh, the uh, uh, who owns the data in your vehicle and and uh, right to repair act type things. Um, with concerns about that, I asked some of the folks that I work with. So what were you concerned about 20 years ago? They said 20 years ago, they told us that we couldn't, uh, you know, technicians couldn't work on uh, fuel injection, that that was going to change the industry. Well, I think we all know that it really hasn't changed the industry uh, negatively for us. Uh, it's, it's like Chris said, there's always going to be parts to sell. Every major technological change doomed and gloomed our industry. And if you look back in the last 50 years, it hasn't. And it won't. And, and the new technology will not. Anything else on trends? Trends, uh, I think, in, in, in our, as, as a distributor, where I see the trends going is more, more into data. Data just being so prevalent. And I think I know myself and with our company, we challenge our uh, vendor partners to get better with data. Because at the end of the day, the data is the data, and data doesn't lie. And I think the companies that um, can 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 find a way to move that data around and be able to supply us with that data, it's not just, hey, we think you guys should put these product lines in, or we think this is going to work. No, here's the data to prove that in these marketplaces, this will work. And, and with the technology, it's just... We're, un- we're, we're, we're unlimited with the amount of data that's out there right now that we have access to. And it's, it's just trying to format that so that all of us can use that data as best as possible. And that data that exists on the cars, in the, uh, in the cloud, as far as anticipating parts into the field, I, I, I think you're so right. Absolutely, Chris. Well, look at... Uh, Thank you so much, Chris Pacey from National Performance Warehouse, NPW, Sarah Shellstrom from Integrated Supply Network, ISN, and my STP sticker connection, Katina Wall, STP and Spectrum Brands, and Kyle Bird from the Merrill Company. Thanks for being the first here at Apex 2017 and putting up with all the great noise we've had. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank Appreciate you, it. Hey, thanks, Sarah, Katina, Kyle, and Chris. Great insights, and thanks for spending some time with me at Apex 2017. Congratulations on this great honor. Hey, find the talking points and a synopsis of their award at remarkableresults.biz slash E281. And thank you for listening on your favorite podcast subscription services. And you can also listen on the website. And if you're listening on the Remarkable Results Radio app, you appreciate the great features built into the app. Don't forget, listen hard, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time...